Good morning, Casey. Good morning, Katie. How are you this morning? I'm great. Wonderful. How are you? I'm great. Good. Fantastic. I Ready can't to wait go. to talk to you today. Yeah, we got exciting things we're going to do today. Yeah. We're trying to break up our information-heavy episodes and do an episode we call Mythbusters. So throughout the whole series of this podcast, if you guys have any myths you want questions on, just shoot us a message, text one of us, whatever you want to do to connect with us, and we'll bust that myth for you. So it's or, Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it can be something simple. Like yesterday, I had a patient that I told her about you, Katie, and I said, you know, I think Katie could really help you. She's got um, eustachian tube dysfunction, chronic, like, ear fullness, mm-hmm. and I said, I think you might need a neck adjustment. I know the right person for you and she was like I said you just call her and get an appointment and she's like I thought you had to have a referral to get an appointment to a chiropractor is that a myth that is a myth that's a short myth but yeah we're considered point of entry doctors gotcha so which actually now in North Carolina physical therapists are too right so you don't need a referral for PT or chiropractic anymore that's amazing so give our friend Donna Fender a call yes get in with her Fender yeah she is awesome Yes. Love her. I've been sending her everyone. But yeah, you said you wanted to ask my myth first. That yes. was just a short one. That was that was what I was thinking when we were going into this. So apparently there is a rumor going around that chiropractors can make you have a stroke. Yeah. Is that is that a myth or is that what I'm assuming is a myth if we're going to talk about it? Oh, that. yeah, definitely. Okay. So it's not that people that are having a stroke and people that have headaches can come into a chiropractor because they think they're having the same problem. Okay. But there are signs and symptoms of a stroke that some chiropractors miss. And so then whenever they perform the adjustment afterwards, the person finds out they're having a stroke and they blame it on the chiropractor. Uh-huh. It would take an incredible force with a head and extension. So looking up to actually tear a vertebral artery that's not already damaged. So we're talking about a hemorrhagic stroke. Correct. Not a CVA, like no. a ischemic stroke. Okay. No, nope, it is a hemorrhagic stroke. Gotcha. And the most common cause of it is a bad exam Hmm. that is what results in chiropractic strokes because what we do for adjustments it's a high velocity low amplitude so we don't use a lot of force we just turn your head fast Mm -hmm. and the doctors that don't have a good technique or b a good exam they're usually the same doctors are going to not recognize whenever you're having stroke symptoms not do the proper examination tests all the patients that have been in with me are like you touch me a lot more than a usual chiropractor does or probably a regular doctor yeah it's because i want to make sure that you're safe when you're having symptoms like a throbbing headache and Mm -hmm. you're getting a little dizzy and you just you can't get rid of this sharp pain behind your ear i'm going to do my test to make sure that you aren't already having a problem right before i touch your neurology and your vasculature and your neck of course i mean that's seems like the like i mean obvious thing to do but apparently it's not no unfortunately people are like they want to be the solution yeah their intentions are always good there's no chiropractor out there like i'm going to cause a stroke today like super pumped about it but it's just that sometimes people forget to do their due diligence right that's what examination's all about so while you're at it signs of a stroke yeah tell them well there's the fast right the fast thing so your face could be drooping um asymmetrical face um your arm will drop so if you keep your arms out one of your sides of your arms will drop you'll start slurring your speech um sometimes if you're experiencing yourself 
we had there was actually a TED talk. I cannot remember the name of the girl. I have to put it in. I know exactly what you're talking about. She woke up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and she was like, "I'm having a stroke. I need to write down everything that I'm feeling and like until I just can't yeah. function anymore." Yeah. Oh, and that was awesome. It was so cool because she, she was like world, a neurologist or a neuroscientist yes. or something. Yeah. She said the world was like almost colorful. Mm-hmm. She said that she was. It's almost like an aura. If you have migraines, you're going to mm-hmm. experience something similar to an aura, which is why so many people think. They're just having a migraine when they're having a stroke. Right. And so, what, who go, who do you go to for migraines? Me. You, or sometimes <laughs> your chiropractor. Well, I mean, yeah. I, we have so many people come into urgent care for migraine headaches. And, yeah. I mean, a lot of times, if, you know, you're somebody who frequents the migraine headaches and you're like, I've had this one for three days and it's just like all the other ones I've ever had and it's I'm nauseous and um, got like, you know, the vision like aura where you kind of like snowy i, I explain mm-hmm. it to people like it's like when your tv goes out yeah you know it's like shh, yeah. like that but like the sides of your eyes kind of look like that yeah in me at least yeah. yeah some people get whole rainbows in their vision some mm-hmm. people just get that that fuzziness on the side of their eyes some people will like <clears throat> start to see aurora borealis in front of their face wow it's crazy the different types of neurological things we can have. And I just think neurology is so cool, but I'm a super nerd. Right. Well, but, I'm right yeah. there with you then because <laughs> I just am amazed by it every day. Yeah. But like, I mean, there's definitely things that even though somebody's coming in saying, this is my typical migraine, like I am always going to start with the thing that, you know, the migraine probably not going to kill you. The stroke, maybe. Yeah. So we, st- we got to rule that out first. Mm-hmm. And the exam is like the key point to that. So, yeah, I mean, doing that exam, if you can, you know, for me, at least if I notice, say, like your pupils are irregular or something like that's something that's going to trigger me to think there's something a little bit more going on. on. Yeah. Um, that, you know, you might want to get it checked out before we just assume this is a regular migraine or Mm -hmm. you wake up after a couple of hours and you can't move the whole right side of your body. Yeah. Um, or worse, if it is a true hemorrhagic stroke, then that's even, yeah. that's way worse. That's usually a very obvious sign. So sometimes with, it's kind of like a dissecting aorta mm-hmm. aneurysm, you get like a small tear and it's not completely hemorrhagic, but the adjustment turns it right. hem- hemorrhagic because you are twisting vasculature. And I mean, you ask people their medical history all the time. Oh, yeah. So like if somebody were to come in and say, I have a dissection, it's only four millimeters, like... Or they're just watching it. Are you mm-hmm. gonna be like, no, thank you, I'm not yeah, gonna. No, adjust I'm not gonna you. touch your neck. Yeah, I might adjust it activator, but mm-hmm. more than likely, I'm gonna do muscle work, and we are not gonna do any twisting or extension in your neck gotcha. because that's a red flag for cervical adjustments. It's mm-hmm. one of those, uh, yeah, stop immediately and do not touch the neck. And for somebody that's been in like a car accident, yeah, and they hit their head or mm-hmm. you know have like a whiplash or something, do you require them to go? be evaluated in the emergency room first or like depends on your exam more than likely i'm going to require at least an x-ray mm-hmm. because there could be even a small chip and bone moving it can cause something drastic gotcha. but some cases when they come in and they seem to be fine i still do a complete neurological exam it takes my exam from being 30 minutes to about an hour mm-hmm. i test every single dermatome i test all of their cranial nerves i test all the vasculature in the neck before I'm even going to touch it, just because with an ex- with something like a whiplash, you're more likely to have damage to your not just your nerves and get like 
the stinger injuries down the arms where you can't move your arms and but you're more than likely to have weakened vasculature as well yeah and if you know the that car accident just thinned it out just enough that mm-hmm. you weren't having a problem and then the adjustment did make you have a problem then exactly so that's just a a, a note little side plug be honest with your medical provider. 100%. Because Tell them everything. It, even though it may delay, like, you may not get what you came for that day, but it's for your own safety. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're not thinking about the things that we are thinking about. Mm-hmm. And we don't necessarily always have the time to go through everything that took us five years to learn to tell you about in 20 minutes. Like, it's kind yeah. of like... I, and I'm one of those people, like, I want to know all the things that you're doing to me. But, like, I understand that you only have a certain amount of time to explain things. So I appreciate, like, the basic, like, just give me the basic rundown about yeah. why you're doing certain things and why we're not doing certain mm-hmm. things for, you know, risks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good, I didn't know about that myth. Yeah. I never heard that. Well, there's a test I do on every new patient that wants their neck adjusted, whether they have the signs and symptoms of a migraine or not. Mm-hmm. And it's called George's test where you test the vasculature. So whenever I turn your head and mm-hmm. I'm like looking at your eyes to make sure they aren't shaking mm-hmm. and making sure that like you can talk to me by asking, are you dizzy there? Like, yes or no. And if they do say the yes, they do get dizzy. Then I listen to the vasculature too. I listen yeah, for brewies. I gotcha. And so that tells me if there's a weakness in the vertebral arteries already, or if there's even like, a blood clot there because mm-hmm. sometimes it could be ischemic if you have like a damage there and then the blood clots to fix it mm-hmm. and then we adjust it with the high velocity and it dislodges but and the, yeah they there would be your ischemic stroke mm-hmm. ah. but i always do all those exams on every single person because i want to make sure when you come in that that is not a risk for you gotcha. and if you have a history of stroke i'm sorry i'm not going to twist your neck and make it pop like you always ask me to <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm Thank. Okay. Well, I haven't had a stroke, so no, no, you're um, good. Yeah, and you always make me feel smarter after you adjust my neck. <laughs> it's like, just I don't know. I can hear better and see better, and it's all good. You can smell colors. Yeah, yeah. Taste, mm-hmm. taste colors too. Mm-hmm. All of it. Yeah, and I can't wait for you to put me on that table right there. I know. Woo-hoo, right after this, it's anyway. gonna be great. All right. What myth have you heard about um, nutrition or anything? Well, we're going to get heavy with both of these today. Mm-hmm. Um, so we mentioned a little bit about cholesterol last time. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, does high cholesterol mean you're going to have a heart attack? Yes, that was a good myth. No, it doesn't. I meant, yes, that's a good myth, but <laughs> absolutely not. Okay. That is not. So, uh, you know, in the, I don't know, let's say 60s or 70s, it's been a long time. There was a doctor who kind of started a rumor, really. I mean, like, it, it was not supported when the um, information started coming out that, you know, cholesterol should be under a certain number because if you have high cholesterol, you're at risk for heart disease, heart attacks, atherosclerosis, all the things. Um, and <laughs> they... <coughs> You would measure your blood and look at the lipids in your blood, and they're looking at your total cholesterol being a certain number, 
and then they break it down to where you've got your triglycerides, your HDL or high density lipoprotein and low density lipoprotein. And sometimes they even break it down even further, but it's just, that's not, those are the three main four, four main ones that they will do like on a normal lipid panel. Mm-hmm. And the total goal for a certain uh, time frame, I think it was like above 260 or 270 even. It was like high. Mm-hmm. I mean, from what I've learned, like it was high before they would even think about medicating you mm-hmm. with a statin mm-hmm. or anything really, but before they would even think something was going to be bad. And then this guy comes around and he's like, yeah, we, we need to keep get people's cholesterol lower. And that's about the time that Lipitor started to exist. And that technology with that particular medication group, Lipitor is literally the highest grossing drug of all time Mm -hmm. in the pharmaceutical world. Like it makes people very, very rich. And over the course from like the 90s and the 2000s, that number, that recommendation to start people on drugs like Lipitor, which is a torvastatin, for most people, they when they get on a drug, they may not get on like the brand name drug, but they're getting on the generics because they're approved now. Um, but anything that ends in statin is for cholesterol, just FYI. Uh, so they they dropped that recommendation down to like 250, and then they dropped it down to 230. Now it's 200, mm-hmm. and even they have incorporated like if your LDL is is above 100 then you're at risk for heart disease. And even lower if you're diabetic or you have other comorbidities that make you have higher risk for heart attack. Well, cholesterol got a bad rap because cholesterol is like absolutely necessary to have in our body. We, there's so many things that depend on us having cholesterol. And our body, every cell in our body can make its own cholesterol. That is how important it is for us to have cholesterol. So like having cholesterol be below 200 isn't necessarily going to lower your risk of a heart attack in, it, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got a triglyceride of 700, that is where you're going to have more of a risk of mm-hmm. heart attack things that have to deal with your blood vessels. And if your HDL is really low, <coughs> you know, in the like low 30s or lower than that, then that number tends to correlate more with heart disease. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to your doctor and your total cholesterol is, let's say, 230, they're going to say, well, you got to start on a statin. This your high risk. Ask them to look at your triglycerides and your HDL ratio. And that number, I want to say, should be, I want to say between like 1 and 1.5 or something like that. I can't remember Mm -hmm. it off the top of my head. But it should definitely play, that that part should play a factor in whether or not you decide if you should be on a cholesterol medicine. Because a number that is 230 isn't necessarily indicative of heart Mm -hmm. risk. It says triglyceride to HDL, good cholesterol ratio should be below two. Below two. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I would aim for like a 1.5-ish. Yeah. I think that would be a good number to have mm-hmm. if you're looking at that ratio. Um, and then, too, like there's other tests that you can do if your 
a really healthy guy and you exercise and you know your hormones are functioning well you may have high cholesterol because our hormones depend on us having cholesterol to be made Mm -hmm. so if you know you're having hormonal issues and you're on cholesterol medicine look at your cholesterol talk to your doctor about it ask for other tests to be done to see like how inflammatory you are your homocysteine level we kind of talked about that it's not really something that's test for i don't think a lot locally but it's coming this way it's we're like 20 years behind the curve on this side of the country with like newer testing and stuff but i think homocysteine tends to be is is one of the ones that's becoming a more popular test and that is a like inflammatory marker so i mean if that level is high Mm -hmm. and your cholesterol is a little high um that might be a sign like yeah you you may need to make some changes i'm not saying you might have to go on a cholesterol medicine because I personally would say, let's go the nutritional let's route first. Yep. But I understand why people, you know, some people who are very high risk and have strong family history of heart attack and stroke and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it may be necessary for you to be on a cholesterol medicine to manage your cholesterol while you work on your diet. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, but and then some other things, you could do a calcium score CT scan. And we don't do a lot of that but i think insurance is starting to cover it more and it is a very simple test and it's it's just a ct scan of the main artery like the largest one of the largest arteries and it measures the plaque if there's plaque in that artery that's usually like mostly calcium so that's why it shows up on um, imaging Mm -hmm. and then based on that measurement it's kind of like if that is over a certain point then most likely the rest of the vessels in your body are also sclerosed, mm-hmm. meaning you've got plaque. Yeah. So that is, yeah, you probably should take something to help lower your cholesterol because you're probably getting way too much from your diet. Mm-hmm. Seems how your body makes, I don't know the exact number, but your body can make its own cholesterol and does. Yeah. Regardless of how much you eat. Like you said, it's a, it's a required ingredient for hormones. Right. And our bodies produce hormones naturally. You don't just have to take them. Right. So, yeah, yeah uh, myth busted. Mm-hmm. I mean, if your cholesterol is 1,000, it's probably a problem. But <laughs> if it's between two and 300, ask some questions. If, mm-hmm. you're one of, if you're somebody that really just doesn't want to take a statin drug, there are other tests you can do, and there are other ways to determine if you really are at a higher risk for heart-related event. Yeah. So that's I've spiel. noticed cholesterol problems a lot in postpartum women who are recovering hormonally from having a baby. But is it a problem? I don't know. Right. That's my question. We're being told that it's a problem, Mm -hmm. but it's like uh, we are trying to make these hormones that we need. I mean, Mm -hmm. and our hormones have been out of whack for nine months. Right. Well, and we're, we're touching a baby. Yeah. 24 seven. Like how much oxytocin do you think we're going to need to produce? Probably a lot. Yeah. So, so you're probably going to have a lot more readily available quarter or uh, cholesterol. Cholesterol. Right. Right. Body. Right. Yeah. And uh, your HDL is probably going to be great. It's probably mm-hmm. going to be real high because mm-hmm. it's good that that cholesterol is needed yeah. and the HDL is being made. So HDL and LDL, those lipoproteins, they're not cholesterol. Mm-hmm. I think people think that HDL is a cholesterol, but it's not. They carry cholesterol. They're like cholesterol cars. Mm-hmm. And you got like the LDL is like like a uh, I don't know, uh, 
motorcycle. Yeah. Like a one that a only moped. only carries a little bit yeah. of cholesterol. Only like one or two people, one or two little cholesterol people can get on this motorcycle. And it's not really going very far. And it, it doesn't have a whole lot that it does, but it, it's needed. Mm-hmm. Picks people up, drops people off, that kind of thing. It's like the Uber motorcycle. I don't yeah. know. That's weird. <laughs> but then the HDL is high density, meaning like you plug way. It's like a, a bus or something, mm-hmm. but like a a biodiesel bus. <laughs> so it's like good for the environment. You want it around because you can plug a lot of cholesterols in there and then take them around the whole body and distribute them um, and bring things back to the liver. And it, they, they're both needed. Mm-hmm. But you definitely want more of the biodiesel buses than the little motorcycles. Yeah. So if you, that's why we want more of the HDL in our blood and why it lowers our risk of a cardiac event. Mm-hmm. So that was our cholesterol lesson for today. Nice. Everyone. Love it. Yeah. Learning things left and right. I really like this myth busting thing we're doing here. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think we should do a few episodes of it and kind of disperse them throughout. Definitely. Throughout the series. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a nice short, sweet one compared to our usual rants about not taping your mouth closed and all that fun stuff. <laughs> so, once again, I think I've could- told like three people to do that since then. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you guys um, have any questions, any myths you have questions about, especially regarding health, hormones, chiropractic, anything we've talked about, um, just give us a shout. Let us know. We'd be happy to bust it for you. Yep. And if we don't know, we're going to find out. Yes, we will. Because we are nerds. Yes. And we like to learn things. We're going to geek out on it, too. Yes. I think, I feel like I, 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 I said that and I hope it was right. Is that the right way to say geek out? Oh, like, yeah. I think okay, so. Okay, good. That's how the kids say it these right. days. Yeah. Thanks. Because I don't have any, I don't know any cool, like, kids. and Me neither. Yeah. I just have to pretend like I do. I teach Sunday school and they teach me, like, yeet is still big. I thought yeet would be gone by now. but Yeet? Everyone, yeah. Like, yeet? throw things oh, oh like yeeting things across the room yeah. kids say that to each other all the time cool all right yeah well i have a newly um made seven-year-old so i'm gonna definitely ask her all the things she's real cool though oh yeah your, your girl is real cool <laughs> yep i don't know where she got it from because it was from me <laughs> all right y'all have a good day you too bye bye